Welcome back to the ITK podcast. I'm UK and let's get right into the show. What's the craziest thing you did as a teenager? Sneak into a late night party, experiment with illicit substances, or sneak in three cubes of sugar into your tea instead of two? Turns out you weren't thinking outside the box. Richard Ogundero and his friends were when they decided to hijack a plane and cause an international incident. Richard was 19 and had just graduated from secondary school. Like most secondary school graduates, he wanted to go to university. His dream program was aeronautical engineering. He hoped his mother would help him move to Canada to accomplish this dream. In the meantime, he was staying with his father in Surulere enjoying the comfort of the hotel his father was managing at the time. The political situation in Nigeria was very tense, which, to be honest, is for Nigeria 75% of the time. Don't quote me on that statistic as the source is my guts. The annual June 12 elections had brought things to almost a boiling point. Mko Abiola was believed to have won what was said to be the fairest election ever held in the country. Abiola successfully garnered support from every geopolitical zone of the country, a very rare feat for the time. The elections were annulled due to the alleged favored candidates of the military government, Bashir Tofa, not winning the election. Organizations like the Movement for the Advancement of Democracy, MAD for short, sprung up in reaction to this. One night, Richard hears a banging at the gate of his room. He glances at the clock in his room and wonders who's visiting at 11.30pm. He heads to the gate, opens it up to a man who walks past him. An annoyed Richard calls the man to come back and to give him money for opening the gate at this ungodly hour. The man responds saying he wouldn't give him any money. To which Richard replied, asking why he was here in the middle of the night and to also let him know that his knocking interrupted Richard's sleep. The man simply laughed and told Richard they would meet again. Unbeknownst to Richard, the man he was just talking to was Jerry Yusuf, the founder of the Movement for the Advancement of Democracy, an organization whose goal was the restoration of democracy in Nigeria and were vehemently pro-Abiola. Richard bumped into some mad members a few days later who told him that Jerry wanted to meet him again. At the meeting, Jerry gets straight to the point and asks him if he's interested in carrying out a hijack. After establishing Jerry was definitely not joking, Richard asked what he was trying to achieve. Jerry explains that since the cancellation of the June 12 election, His organization's aim has been to restore democracy in the nation. After Jerry explained how he had read a report where someone used a toy gun to hijack an aircraft, a situation Jerry felt could be replicated. Richard was initially very hesitant about the idea, but the more he thinks about it, the more he worries that if he doesn't get involved, he would return from Canada to find Nigeria at war. Now on the surface, it would look like Jerry really saw something in Richard that drew him to recruit the teenager. Thing is, 
Richard heard about the hijack plans from his friends that were involved with MAD. Jerry, being strategic, just used the situation to both eliminate the possibility of his plot leaking by recruiting Richard. He would also be adding a charismatic and smart player to the plot. This is evidenced by the fact Richard was the last person recruited into the plot. The plan for the plot was put together very quickly. Richard Ogunderu, Kabir Adenuga, Bennett Oluwadaisi, and Kenny Razak Lawal were tasked with carrying it out. On October 25th, Richard and his co-conspirators all boarded the Nigerian Airways A310 flight from Lagos to Abuja. The flight had business people and top government officials, both Nigerian and foreign, on board. Once the plane reached a cruise altitude of 33,000 feet and the fastened seatbelt signs went off, the plotters all blinked at each other to signal the start of the plot. Richard whipped out the toy gun from his bag and immediately headed for the cockpit. From there, he announced to the passengers and the crew that the plane had just been hijacked. He went further to explain they are from MAD. They did not plan on hurting any of the passengers and the goal was to scare those in power to finally implement change in the country. The passengers and air hostesses in the cabin were completely frozen with fear on hearing Richard's announcement. One passenger even had to be pulled out of the toilet after he decided to hide in there. Richard then instructed the pilot to divert the flight to Germany where the hijackers planned to host a press event to broadcast their cause to the international community. However, their plan hit a snag as the pilot alerted Richard to the fact that the plane was running low on fuel and they would need to refuel to make the journey to Germany. So Richard started thinking of locations in Africa where they could land and get fuel. They contacted the Gabonese authorities about landing in Gabon, but the talks broke down quickly. Next up was Ghana, but they were turned down because Nigerian Airways owed landing fees. With Ghana and Gabon out, their hopes fell on Niger Republic. Unfortunately for them, the Niger authorities promised to give them fuel. At this point, Richard and Co were famous in Nigeria as the news of the hijacking was everywhere. When they landed in Niamey, everyone on the plane could see hundreds of armed gendarmes waiting at the airport. It was here Richard, through the plane's intercom, communicated their objectives to the reporters there. He told them that in order for them to release the hostages, they wanted the results of the June 12 election recognized and MK Abiola sworn in as president. Negotiations between the authorities and the hijackers began after days of indecision by local authorities who were worried about the potential offensive capabilities of the hijackers. 24 delegates were sent in from Nigeria to negotiate with the hijackers. They asked the hijackers to come and meet them at their hotel instead of the plane. This request was denied as the hijackers were more concerned with their message getting out to the international community. Abacha threatened to storm the plane with soldiers from Nigeria, a threat that drew stern warning from French authorities who posited that Niger was neither British or Nigerian territory and such an action would be considered hostile. After three days of back and forth, 
armed gendarmes stormed the plane under the guise of bringing supplies to the hostages. The gendarmes fired on the plane at the start of the operation, killing one of the hostages in the process. The hijackers were then arrested and taken into custody. Richard was first taken to the hospital to be treated for a gunshot wound to his leg. Three days after, Abacha toppled the Shonekon government in a coup on the 17th of November 1993. Jerry Yusuf was apprehended and extradited to Niger Republic for prosecution. He was tricked by the authorities who picked him up in Ilori and claimed he was being flown to Abuja. Strangely enough, Niger Republic never filed an extradition request for him. The hijackers and Jerry were incarcerated in Niger for eight years until their release in 2001. The hijackers were able to smuggle petrol on board, which they then poured all over the cabin and threatened to light if the plane was boarded by security forces. Interestingly enough, going through the interview Richard Ogundaru did with the Nigerian Tribune published in November 2020, he claimed he doesn't regret his involvement in the situation. He believes they were fighting for democracy in Nigeria and claims his only regret would have been if he died before seeing the democracy they fought for. This has been the ITK Podcast. I'm UK. See you next time.